In today's episode, our heroes must learn to accept a friend's choice and save another from asphyxiation. The talent show was completely destroyed by Sir Kenny Up, who hired a bunch of mimes to try and assassinate the man and everyone here. That didn't go well because everyone fought back and actually Ghoul, you managed to take him down a bunch and then Elgar was able to stomp him into, you know, death. (laughs) That's a place to go. (laughs) It's a pretty good place. What happened... At the end of that whole event was Officer Tuckus, owner of Audrey, blew up the roof to get inside. Mm. We don't know what what happened, but he fell down and started shooting the mimes, too, because you know, fell into that situation. And at the end of it, Tuckus killed the man and is now the official new man. Uh, the dentists recognize him as the man. WD-40 recognizes him as the man. <laughs> Pretty much when he shot him, he said, the man is dead. And in unison, everyone who had survived said at the same time, long live the man. So this is kind of the norm. He's like the Sith Emperor. He just like moves between Mm. bodies, people who kill each other. No one (laughs) tried to attack Mm. Tuckus or rather the man after he killed the man. But where you left off, Botend had rushed through the fires and killed a whole bunch more mimes. Uh, and really hurt himself in doing so because he couldn't breathe that whole time and he went into an ogre rage. Boots Rutherford also was hurt. So the state of affairs is the man has moved to the main stage. You don't know why yet, but he is front and center on the stage. Everyone else has retaken their seats. Um, Dr. Koff is helping Botend right now and Boots Rutherford. Dr. Worm disappeared, and the body that had turned inside out from his weapon also has vanished. And that's where we're at right now. Do either of you say anything to each other? And Ghoul, you can use telepathy, but you can actually send and receive simple messages. Like, up to ten simple messages. Oh, okay. Even if the other person isn't telepathic, like, can I just, like, establish a link? Correct. Fuck it, then I'll establish a link with my cold blooded brother and and just be like okay so message one shit it's like i'm using twitter or something telepathic twitter (laughs) i have like a limit here do you know what the fuck is going on elgar he questioned into his telepathy (laughs) that's right you're still you're still cursed (laughs) Uh, your guess is as good as mine ghoul had a sinking feeling what to do about himself as he spoke these words aloud was realizing the frustration i guess this would be a point where Uh, we should look at oh man do i have anything like journal stuff i scroll through my little pit boy or whatever the fuck i have to like look at if i know much things about where this guy from the police force who's now the man came from your only exchange was on the police cruiser that you fell on randomly during what you thought was a 
a fight, or rather, uh, the fight with the Centaur Mentor 5000. He threw you outside the bus after the, the goblin exploded himself. Right, right, right. No, I remember the whole interaction. I was just, uh, okay. I was just uh, thinking, like... Yeah, he was a cop, right? That was part of... Yes, he was a PQP officer. Right. Panquake police. Police. Okay. So he's in service to the man, and now he is the man, or the vessel for the man. Correct. Whatever way you want to point And when it. he fell through the roof, he looked like he had survived a Mad Max uh, marathon. Yeah. Makes sense. Sorry. Just wearing a trench coat. He had a whole different gun. He had spikes on his shoulders and, like, pauldrons, wearing goggles. He had spiked hair. He was wearing a trench coat covered in dirt. There's rips. So he's had his own crazy 24 hours or whatever. Correct. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know, Ghoul. What do you think about this guy? The new man. Took us the man. Oh, Audrey. Yes? He asked his gun. <laughs> <laughs> you you have to speak to your gun, but use telepathy for, for oh, yeah. Elgar. So I'm speaking aloud to my gun, like, assumingly away from people so people don't look at me funny, even though they're just jealous. Like, um... <laughs> I, uh... Could, what, you, what can you tell me about your master, your former master? Officer Tuckus really was the very best thing that happened to me. He always made sure that... I was front and center as he shot the enemy, whoever the enemy was, mm. you know, anyone disobeying the law and required the death sentence from quite <laughs> a ways away. No, he always did the right thing and the right way and allowed me the privilege to be used to enact all of the, the rules here on Panquake. I, I rather like Officer Tuckus. Uh, he asked his gun to elaborate. Elaborate, Audrey. I uh, was curious what you meant by do the right thing. Do you mean the right thing as in you killed a lot of people with him or the right thing from like a moral ethical thing? And does a gun even really have the same moral code as a living being? You know, it's, these are the questions I have to ask myself because it's been a hell of a day. And I think I've only owned you for a day too. The longest day. Or maybe, I don't know, being a gun or... Rather, an AI inside of a gun, I should say. I I, I really don't... Maybe... <laughs> maybe it was... Doing the right thing simply means doing what Officer Tuckus was intending to do. For, you know, I'm a weapon. I am a tool. <laughs> you are. Yes, I have a personality, and Officer Tuckus worked very hard to make sure that I was able to... Be there for him, I should say, because being a police officer here on Panquake, you're alone often or you're outnumbered. And so he created me to sort of help him along, be his sidekick. I think we were just shooting people that deserved it. I don't know if they broke the law, but they weren't doing good things. It was usually people hurting other people. And Officer Tuckus, against my wishes, usually used me as a last resort. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Thank you, Audrey. He thanked his gun. Well, he <laughs> he thought hard at Elgar. <laughs> um, Audrey seems to think he's all right. Even though I've only known her for the weirdest day of my life, I feel like I can trust her a little bit. And so maybe this guy's an improvement whatever like i'm still kind of unclear how the man thing happens if he's still if he's if he's someone different now than he was you know a moment before he assumed the title right 
Am I overthinking it? Yeah, I don't know, Ghoul. <laughs> is your gun... Where does her allegiance lie right now? Like, is she gonna straight up leave you for, for the man? Can we trust her? Audrey, he asked this gun? Yes? Where do you want to go now? Do you want to stay with me, or do you want to go be the man's gun? Or uh, Officer Tuckus? Well, that's... That is quite a, a good question. And I've been thinking it over while we were shooting that mime for so many times. <laughs> I'm really kind of torn because I've... I accepted that Tuckus was dead and I had moved on with you and then he comes back and now he's the man and he rules Panquake? I mean, technically he's not Officer Tuckus. You could justify in your programming, Audrey, if you think about it. He said diplomatically to his gun aloud. You know what? You are right. What was the, what would the man need for for a sniper like a sniper rifle like me? Oh, Audrey. It's like I'm losing Tuckus all over again. Oh, Audrey. And, and Audrey kind of like turns like kind of like the metal slightly ever so just minutely droops a little bit in sadness. No, Audrey, you're important to me. He's assured his rifle completely honestly. His rifle slash pistol transforming gun. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Ghoul. Uh, and I've said this a lot, but that that means a lot to me. I promise we'll kill a lot of people together. And you have absolutely fulfilled that promise many times over. I don't mind staying with you, even if I have to sort a few things out myself. Right. <laughs> even if I am just a sniper rifle, meant for <laughs> killing from a distance. A tool of war, one might say. But I also feel, you know? And I feel like staying with you is is the best thing for me right now, even if I have have my own burdens to bear. And you feel <laughs> the gun as if it were someone. Look up to Tuckus, who is now the man. Elgar from a distance. Just sort of watch this this tender exchange with no idea what you're saying, but a tear wells up in his eye, and he feels his heart swell for you. I just like imagine her like the fucking p- pistols and like who framed Roger Rabbit or whatever. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, you know, just like has like a little face on her or something. <laughs> just. Um. But you know what, Ghoul? I am so happy that. Keanu blessed me, so now I can wreak double the havoc, and I'm happy to be wielded by you. Thank you. You almost sense the pistols trying to give you a hug. <laughs> I cradle my rifle. It's okay. <laughs> he is sure. Elgar sees Ghoul just, like, rocking his pistols, <laughs> cradled in his arms. You do what you gotta do, Ghoul. It's been a long day. It's like, clearly he's got insane. <laughs> it's been a long, long day. Oh, man. With that, we'll snap to have... And, Elgar, you're still in the dentist uh, armor. Yeah, I've got questions about that. <laughs> Chonk... <laughs> Chonk shows up on screen going, Yes, you have questions about Chonk? Yeah, um, uh, Chonk, now that, now that I kind of killed who I had to kill, does, does this mean it's the end of the, the dentist suit for me? Do I have to give this up? This has been pretty cool. All systems say that you can pilot me for the next eight hours, as long as you protect the man. The man might still be in danger. Excellent, I can do that. But like at the end of eight hours, 
do I have to give this up? This has been pretty cool. Is there any way I could, like, work out a deal with you, Chunk? Like, on the sly? Possibly. This has never happened in my existence. Although, I'm happy to exist. If you have another dentist, Nickel, we might be able to express certain things to one another. Hmm, that might be an issue. Maybe I could work on that. Pausing. Welcome, Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Uh, I've just been sitting in the background playing some kind of melody equivalent to Maggot Brain in the background. <laughs> Very appropriate. Just through the whole conversation. That's all Gusty's been doing. <laughs> Soundtrack to life right there. So, now for the real bit, even though the other bit was quite real. Mm-hmm. Officer Tuckus, who is now the man. Man Tuckus. Begins to say an announcement, but is cut off by Dr. Koff. Dr. Koff says, all right, I, I got just all you mother efforts. Fuck. Sorry, the man. But this is I have Boots Rutherford and you hear a cascading Ugh, groan <sighs> from the entire audience. Someone in the back throws up and bartend and most of them go <gasps> as a gasp of concern. <gasps> emanates from half the audience. Yeah, okay, we know these people. They're very distinct, almost as if they are characters. I'm Dr. Koff. I need someone to help me. Okay, you three. And he points haphazardly to Ghoul, Gusty, and Elgar. Hello. I need you, yeah, hi. Mm-hmm. I need you to choose. Who do you want to save? Do you want to save Boots Rutherford or Bartend? What? You got to choose now. Bartend. Oh, Bartend. All right. I heard Bartend. Yep. yep go Bartend. Definitely Bartend. <laughs> All right. Then Dr. Koff turns away from Boots Rutherford. Okay. This is how we have to save him. I've already injected him with nanites. However, his windpipe is still stuck. He can't breathe. The nanites can't do anything until he can breathe. Also, there appears to be a big freaking hole in his uh, shit right lobe of his goddamn breathing apparatus. I don't know what freaking ogres have. His lobe? Yes. I need you guys to come front and center. Do you guys go to him? Yeah, I I chunk over there. All right, but I maintain a reasonable distance. Ka-chunk, 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 Gusty Adams sits next to the piano. I go over too. Uh, Dr. Koff says, I need someone who's really good at hiding, and I need someone who's really, really strong, and I need someone who's really good at medicine. Other than that me. That sounds oddly specific. Well, I'm definitely really, really good at hiding behind <laughs> small places. You, sir, I don't believe you. You are wearing dentist fucking armor. You are the strongest fucking person here other than the other dentist. You are my strength. <laughs> Says the man in a mech suit. <laughs> I can make myself really, really small if you need to. <laughs> Dr. Koff isn't having your shit. All right, muscle. Cool didn't mean to brag, but Ghoul is pretty stealthy, he said to the doctor. Oh, you've got the curse of the narrator. I feel so sorry for you. I can't do anything for you. Uh, anyway. Uh, do you know of someone who could, he asked? Yeah, but not right now, because Baten needs some air. Look at him. He's not even... Bre- okay. How long has he not been breathing? I, I don't know. Time is strange on Panquake. Good answer. He said this to is him. true. <laughs> this day has felt like a, an eternity. Yes. Almost maybe felt like five months. Trick question. Yes. So Dr. Koff, he holds uh, two syringes up. He's like, all right, can I inject you? Uh, me? He asked yes. the doctor. Uh, uh, sh- sh- what With what? I have... Okay, I have to shrink you and put you in his lungs. Oh, we're doing one of these. Okay. You know. Oh, God, I'm sensing a whole new whole new story arc. 
I I thought I I heard just a hint of magic school bus in Bowen's voice today. <laughs> Chapter two, exploring Baten for the next two weeks. <laughs> I like this. Okay, this no, good, he, he's turning purple okay, now. Okay, fucking he's... stab me. All right, then. we'll quit. All right, <laughs> you shrink, and he puts you into a vial. All right, up next, Mister Muscles. Do, can I inject you? Uh, I, I, yes, but please just just do it quick. I hate needles. Okay, Doctor Cough walks up to you and he says, "Chonk, Doctor Fuck Cough override." And Chonk says, "Doctor Fuck Cough override accepted." And he injects you, and you shrink. All right, you Gusty. What we're going to do is we're going to help him, all right? I'm going to have to have you assist me with my doctor shit, with your medicine shit, okay? All right, that sounds reasonable. Wait, are you shrinking me also? No, you're going to be outside. Oh, all right. Well, good luck, you two. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I need you on the outside helping me. You're going to have to, like, fight viruses, osmosis, Jones style or some shit. (laughs) Austin is so happy about this turn of events. This is still the same day. (laughs) I have 25 hit points. I'm scared. You know, what time is it? It's got to be like 6 o'clock at night at least, right? This is about like 11.30 at night now. Oh, okay. But it feels way longer because every fight only takes like less than a minute to actually finish oh my god even though it takes us a long time so like each fight was really short oh man yeah all right so what's gonna happen is elgar i'm gonna need you to keep the bata or rather what you guys see uh elgar and ghoul is you are thrown into baten's mouth as he tries to breathe and you get lodged inside his his um his breathing apparatus his breathing apparatus is what you're stuck in you Elgar. work at a hospital, Bowen. Yes, but anatomy has escaped me at this very moment. Also, I don't do thoracotomy things. Anyway, see, I knew that word. Well, you don't get ogres. Ogres resistant to magic. Elgar, I'm going to need... You are required to keep the... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has an uneasy feeling. I don't. I'm feeling great about this. <laughs> Hang on, what the hell is that tube? Now I'm bothered. Trachea? I think you're right. Yeah, we're in the trachea? Yeah, trachea is the windpipe. Yeah. Yes, we're in the trachea. Esophagus is food. Thank you. The trachea. <laughs> so you're supposed to hold open the trachea as Ghoul sneaks past all the healing nanites because <sighs> they might attack you. They might not. But there is there is a tear. Okay. Ooh. So small weapons fire would actually be like a cautery, and it would seal the the opening. So you just need to shoot it. Yeah, I have like fire on my gun or whatever. You have to be not near the healing nanites, you're pretty sure. Mm. So the nanites are covering the entire trachea and even further down into like the all that fun stuff. And uh, we'll just go Elgar, Ghoul, and Gusty. And Gusty, you're going to be assisting Dr. Koff. It'll be my honor, maybe. Nice. All right, Elgar, I'm going to need you to give me a strength check. One strength check coming right up. 29. Elgar starts pushing the trachea open. A lot of wind is starting to move around. Goal. Roll me a stealth check and then move your speed. All right, you get it. 
So you move past two of the nanites with no problem. Okay. All right, Gusty, Dr. Koff starts absolutely punching Ba-Ten's chest. And he's like, all right, I'm going to need you to play me like a really sweet jam or something. Like, you've got a guitar. Just help me keep a rhythm, all right? I don't know why I turned into Gus. I, I get it. This is your doctoring voice. Sure. No, this 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 is my doctoring voice. Well, this is a little tune I I wrote called Keeping the Doctor in Rhythm. Excellent. Your music's yeah, all so that's, right. That's a 17, by the way. And then he starts punching... Uh, Baten's chest in rhythm to your sweet, sweet <laughs> guitar. Huh, is that a textbook technique? Dr. Koff just looks at you. He's like, just keep playing, man. Elgar, everything starts shaking for no reason. Uh, Make another strength check. Uh, oh. Are you doing the, like, the Toby McGuire, like, holding in a poop face? <laughs> like Spider-Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> so you you don't get it with an 18 strength check oh. and you actually take 30 damage or the armor oh. does. Okay. Because the trachea is slowly crushing Shit. your body. Yeah. So I'm down to 70? Correct. Okay. All right. Ghoul, give me a reflex save. <laughs> oh, no. You, you don't get it. Ooh. You don't get the DC 15 of reflex. Oof. I didn't feel you good. actually are caught in an exhale and you fly back 20 feet oh, almost in between the, the two first nanites. But now you get to roll your stealth and then move. Okay. Please stealth. Oh no. You don't get the stealth so now the nanites are aware of you but go ahead and move your 30 feet but you can't rush past any of them um, in base contact. Uh, yeah, you can end in base contact with one of them. Right, and I'll switch to my pistols or whatever. Yeah, so switch to your pistols, that's that's a good move. All right, Elgar, or Gusty, now Dr. Koff is standing on top of Baten and jumping on his chest. Okay. He's saying, yeah, okay, can you increase the tempo? Or just, I, please, just make it faster right now, I'm a doctor. I, I can make it faster, but can I, does this seem fine to me like does this actually seem like a good idea <laughs> this guy really a doctor could you roll a medicine check 26 can i look his credentials up you feel like even though this is unorthodox dr Koff is just a human and botend is so big this might actually be the equivalent of uh okay so it's just ogre cpr <laughs> All yes. Right, well, there's my musician check. It's thirty. Sing a song about oh. ogre CPR. All right. So now, <laughs> yeah. now Doctor Koff is in. <laughs> Doctor Koff is in perfect rhythm now, and uh, Elgar and and Ghoul, you do not need to make reflex saves now because you can feel when the beats are going to happen. Nice. Right. Elgar, give me your strength check. Uh, jam into the music. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> no. Not so jamming. You take another 30 damage and your oh. arms have now kind of broken and fused into the trachea. <laughs> Ooh. <Yeah. laughs> uh, I'm, trying, hey, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to go fast, man. Let's hustle it up. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing well over here. Yeah, I feel like I'm about to get raped by nanites. We'll see how it goes. All right, Ghoul, go ahead. <laughs> And make uh, your stealth. 
God damn it. Oh my god, you've got a one. Oh my this god. This is going really well. Oh man. <laughs> you, you slip and fall into a, a a very strange, very unpleasant puddle <laughs> of lungular liquids. Mm. Uh, I had to make up a word for this. It's ogre mucus. Uh, and you can only move ten feet. Can I can I hit it from here? Like always, start working on the. Yeah, um, the nanites might try to stop me. Give, give you some attention, but then they might not. Doctor Koff did not tell you. I'm gonna just try to shoot the um, the terror. It's just a DC five to hit it because it's so big. Right. Roll me an attack. Oh, you get it. It actually seals halfway. Okay, cool. Uh, with your attack. Of uh, seventeen and damage of five. All right, Gusty. Let's let's make this one more time. All right. All right. Just please keep doing it. Now, Doctor Koff is elbow body slamming <laughs> the ogre's like sternum. Just and with your musician check of twenty seven, he's doing a very good job of keeping time. I, I have switched to electric at this point. It seems appropriate. <laughs> Excellent, Elgar. Make your your strength check, otherwise this trachea is going to constrict you. Here goes nothing. No. <sighs> so your arms are still stuck, but you manage to push the trachea open again. And yes. go make a reflex save with all this expounding air. You got this, goal. Oh, you get it. Oh, yeah. I keep my fucking frog toes securely on <laughs> trachea floor or whatever. Can't yep, look. and actually with the, ex- oh, okay, with the expounding <laughs> oh, make another reflex save because you've got a nanite goes flying by you. Actually, most of the nanites go flying. Oh no. Oh god. Alright. Uh, you don't get it and a nanite hits you in the face and the nanite looks a lot like a spider made of metal, and it hits your entire body. Okay, it's only getting sucked back. Oh, um, yeah, but just take 10 damage. <laughs> it's like the sucks of your whole body. Um, the rest of the nanites actually accumulate on Elgar. So Elgar's covered in five spiders, spider nanites. Ghoul is in one. Um, but Ghoul, you are allowed to, to make that shot again. Please, ancestors. Come on, Audrey. I yell some anime shit. Oh, you get it. But it's not quite sealed. There's still about 20% of this wound still open. God damn it. So, Gusty, do the same thing. And now, Dr. Koff has actually requested assistance. And now there is a plethora of people jumping up and down (laughs) on this ogre. It's just a regular old dance party (laughs) on an ogre. Oh, except their beat's a little bit off. Elgar, Cole, make a reflex save. Ah. All right, Gold gets it. Okay, you both get it. You're unaffected by the cacophony of earthquakes from many pairs of feet. The 10 feet jumping up and down on the chest. (laughs) (laughs) Elgar, the nanites are not affecting you, so you can make your strength check. Mm, Okay. No, you you do get it, but just barely. You hold the trachea open more. (laughs) Baten actually takes a breath in, which means... All the nanites go flying forward. Oh my god. Cool, make another reflex. Do I, I matrix away? I oh, you matrix past two of them. <laughs> nice. As they go flying by you. And even the one that was stuck on you goes flying, oh, actually outside the rest of the wound. All right, now it's up to you to finish. You can actually 
shoot twice for minus four or make a one shot. Let's do the one shot. You get it. And it yes. closes all the way. Okay. I, I radio back to Elgar. Let's go. Let's go. All right. I can't hold it much longer. Elgar's arms are stuck. Oh, no. And Chonk says, You know, it is quite all right. You should leave me here. Otherwise, this ogre is doomed. I am the only thing keeping this trachea open. There is far too much damage. But Chunk, we've been through so much. <laughs> I can't leave you here. I am aware, Lizard Brain Elgar. <laughs> it is not your fault. It is the way of life. <laughs> to go through life not knowing how one will end. And <laughs> I run up, I'm like, I gotta go, guys, we gotta go! <laughs> <laughs> but Chunk, can you give me something to remember you by? <laughs> Gol is like running out the trachea screaming. Voice philosophizing. Hey Gol, you had your tender moment with your piece of equipment. Just give me mine. We really like our weapons around here. I, I run up and see if I can try to free any of his arms. Can I, can I maybe at least just have a dentist nickel to remember <laughs> you by? <laughs> you see the little face come on the screen and it looks at you. And then it almost turns its head away as it ejects you out and you go <laughs> flying out the esophagus way outside. And you do too, El or a goal. <laughs> Both of you go flying out because Botent is finally coughing on Dr. Cough. <laughs> All right. Ah, I get it. <laughs> that was a joke. And we're still tiny, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, you are still tiny. Oh, no. As you is... go flying out, you hear a thunderous snap. You appear as though nothing had happened. You're your actual size. You're completely normal. And Granny Sunshine is looking at you going, Well, well, well. Look at my heroes. Aren't you glad that I'm as nice as I am? Bringing you back out of being shrunk? Especially after this doctor decided to shrink you without telling you how you were going to be unshrunk? And Dr. Cough goes, uh -huh, mm. Well, you know, I'm a doctor. <laughs> and Granny Sunshine just... Are you, though? <laughs> Dr. Cough just... She's like, I, I'm a doctor. I, I got a clinic in, in uppercase city. I get paid. And I'm a doctor. Thank you, Granny Sunshine, he said to the kind old lady. <laughs> yeah. Granny Sunshine's like... Well, you three are really the entire cause of why this day didn't go belly up. Thank you. Anyway, I have things to do. I bid you all farewell, and maybe our paths will cross once more. And she disappears in a puff of smoke. She's a strange one, that Granny Sunshine. Which is saying a lot in this context. Oh, Batend is now no longer tinted red or purple. <laughs> Said I run up to bar tent and I say, say something. Oh, my gosh. I feel as though I have had a near-death experience, and I am happy that the first face that I see is my dear friend, Gusty Adams, and his merry friend, of friends. <laughs> well, you know what I think, Bartend? 
is you sound pretty good for having a frog in your throat. <laughs> I have no idea what you are talking about, but then again... I ended that joke with a sweet uh, guitar riff on my guitar. <laughs> your unnecessarily intense guitar calms my heart. <laughs> you have a dentist in your trachea. I have a what? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Koff, what have you done to my perfect body? And Dr. Koff's like, ho, 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 shit. Uh, we saved you. Yep, those those three, and I was an afterthought, but those three right there, they saved you. At that moment, Boots Rutherford just, <laughs> Oh, I'm alive. I knew that fucker was going to live no matter what. (laughs) God damn it. It's a miracle. And (laughs) Dr. Koff quickly injects it with something and he passes out again. Ah, shit, he lived too. Someone in the background goes, God damn it. (laughs) As if they had lost a bet. But Bartend is simply exhausted but angry at Dr. Koff. And he's like, okay. I am just going to sit down and keep calm. Maybe the man is wanting to say something. You guys see that the man or Officer Tuckus is just staring at you expectantly as with the rest of the hundreds of people in this auditorium? Like everyone's staring at us? Yeah, they just watched this whole thing transpire. Um, what do we do now? The man says, Hello, I'm Gusty Adams. I didn't say that before. I thought I should catch Hi, up. Hi, Gusty Adams. I think I remember you. No, no, I know for you, but just for everyone else to know. Oh. Everyone, this is Gusty Adams. Gusty Adams, this is everyone. A few people kind of wave at you. I wave back. They appreciate the gesture. Uh, all right, so, yeah, uh, I'm the man now. So, we're all here, and we're all alive then? Good. Look, the previous man had some announcement. I don't know what it was because I just, I, I lost my gun. I ran through the waste. I tamed a wyvern. I blew up the talent theater roof. And now I'm here. I shot the man. Now I'm the man. So good job, everyone. Uh, you survived the talent show and your mandatory task is fulfilled. Uh, you're now excused from what is now the talent show massacre. Yeah, the HO Spice Medics will tend to the wounded and move the dead. Maybe it's better that way because we don't really want the dead to remain. No offense to the undead. Um, That comment was meant for the true dead. Any gods or goddesses harmed may have exactly five seconds of airtime on tomorrow's PQ uh, news to increase their belief and get them back to normal. You know how it is. But yeah, you're all dismissed. And as everyone gets up, you suddenly, all three of you, feel in the back of your mind, yeah, if you can hear me, uh, meet me in the square office for a reward and possibly a job offer. If you don't show up, then you're not worth my time. And then you see the man, WD-40, and Mr. E explode in pixels and disappear. All right, let's go to the square office, guys. Botan looks at you like, and he says, I don't know about you, but someone has just talked into my mind. And Hot Dog Joe says, really? Well, so did I. And then Sharon says, well, yeah, uh, did anyone else other than us three have Yeah, uh, I got that one too. What about- Oh, good. Yes, I am quite happy. Yeah, but I'm always hearing voices. I just figured it was 
one of them. What about Boots Rutherford? Did you hear anything? Boots Rutherford is unconscious. And he can stay that way for a while, I think. That's fine. And really, Boots Rutherford is just left alone. Dr. Koff moves away. Everyone gets up and just gets away from him. And he's left unconscious until the entire auditorium is emptied. And once again, he will wake up alone and abandoned, as so often it is, living the life of Boots Rutherford. We interrupt this episode to bring you fun facts about Panquake. The Plasma G-Series Sniper Rifle is already a top-of-the-line weapon used by some of the Panquake police officers who show prowess and remain cool under pressure. Officer Tuckus managed to find something that did not exist at the Book Tamer Society in the Uppercase City. It was a book that held infinite pages, a book of multidimensional stages, a book of unknown secrets related to artificial intelligence. Tuckus devoured this knowledge, tearing through each page erupting with fractals upon fractals of knowledge. Almost something one might consider impossible to learn, let alone read unless the book wanted to be read. Tuckus used such information to construct and program what you know and what our heroes know as Audrey. It is true that other AI exist in the Starfinder galaxy and even all the way out in the Decubitus galaxy, but there might be something more to Audrey itself. Anyway, now back to the show. So you guys go to the Oval or the Square office? <laughs> um, yes, but before I leave the room, was there anything left behind by the, the apathetic mime? Can I do a perception check? He left behind a rather intense memory with that perception check of six. Does anyone else check? In the, like, yeah, I guess I'll look The around. crater where his body was. <laughs> Maybe he left behind some mime makeup. That's an 18. Oh, shit. Yes. Well, Gull finds some weird cloak. Uh, it's just some fabric. You kind of feel it. It feels like normal fabric, but uh, unless you get someone to really kind of go in and research what it might be, it's just a normal cloak for you. Uh, it's only it in, in my backpack. It's just light. Yeah, it's just it's not even a bulk. It's it's one light bulk amount. The smallest amount is one. But yeah, that's that's what you find. Here, Elgar, you want to cover this? <laughs> Might as well. I'm up like a foot tall. I'm just saying. Yeah, sure. I'll hang on to it. Maybe I'll examine this with my monocle later. Yeah, that could work. Do some detect magic. So I'll go to the up the man's office. Yes, the new man. All right, let me know when you guys get there. I have arrived. I'm yeah, I'm right next to Hot Dog Joe there. Yeah, I can see it. The one true king. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for him to become the man. That's when things are going to turn around here. You guys notice that Hot Dog Joe's hot dog stand is also there? Yeah, that's actually what I saw first. I accept that. Uh, I imagine it's like his like his vehicle that he like somehow <laughs> has attached a motor to. He's like the Doctor Who and it's his TARDIS. Yeah, the, yeah that's how I... <laughs> you guys walk into the square office and you immediately see a giant mound of treasure and weapons and armor just right in front of the, the man's desk. 
On the man's desk is a sandwich, a cane, and a pistol. Uh, The man and WD-40 are sitting in chairs behind the desk. There's a dentist wielding a terrifyingly huge rocket launcher. Uh, Next to that dentist is a holographic heads-up display of the entire city in real time. There's buses going in. He's got all three levels kind of depicted via hologram, almost as if he's constantly watching. Up in to the right of the man's desk is some weird orbs. Not quite sure what they are, but they could just be... uh, you know, for looks. There's a couple plants in this and you're all standing on a platform. Some stairs lead um, to the treasure. And other than that, yeah, the man just uh, looks at you. I was waiting for you to mention what appears to be a dragon hoard of gold in front of his desk. Oh, yes. On top of all of the treasure is an absolutely god-awful, ridiculous amount of gold. Um, he, like, my, maybe a dragon is here. It's actually covering the entire floor between you and the man, which is about 20 feet, hmm. is gold. All right, the man just looks at you. Well, here we are. I hop from where I am to his desk. Oh, geez. Roll your powerful leap. No. <laughs> <laughs> and when you do that... WD-40 runs over to Elgar and just hangs out next to Elgar's legs. Oh, hey, buddy. Yeah, you get it. All right. So I say, hi. Uh, I know we met briefly. I have, uh, he said to the new man while saying this all out, obviously. Uh, I just wanted to let you know, I have Audrey and stuff. And you mentioned that you were looking for your gun. Do you want her back? Oh, you've. You've got my, his, you've got, oh, uh, no, I, um, I, I don't think I'm, I'm doing that with my life, actually. Okay. She's in good hands. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, well, thank you. Uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that you're able to take care of her a lot better than, than I am. Well, I mean, you're... now I'm so busy. That's fair. Well, thank you. Uh, we've, you wanted to see us? I gesture back to the crowd. Yeah, and and Audrey, yes, you you do have my blessing to be with this this frogman, this Gripley, this ghoul person. Audrey doesn't say anything, but you feel as though she blushes in appreciation <laughs> for the respect and honor of being let free. <laughs> There's some weird consent going on here. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> I'm gonna kind of <laughs> nudge over to Elgar. Elgar shifts uncomfortably. <laughs> uneasy feeling. Yeah, where's that uneasy feeling? <laughs> I'm gonna slam that a couple times. Oh, I feel like I just like purchased a bride or something weird. <laughs> I, I'm not so good at reading their expressions, Elgar. But it's, <laughs> is this a good? thing are they is this are they happy of course we're happy he snaps back at the group elgar just concentrates on petting wd-40 and tries to just ignore the the thick awkward moment and then you hear audrey say actually i think i need to be with tuckus tuckus will you take me and tuckus says well I guess, and he he holds up his hands, <gasps> as in to receive Audrey. Hmm. And then I shoot him. 
What do you do? <laughs> this is the ultimate ultimate test, Ross. Yeah, no, they they say if you love something. <laughs> I don't know the second part to that. All right. He hands over Audrey, who wants her to be happy. Uh, uh-huh. Thank you. And Audrey says, all right, but in order to reestablish ownership, I'm going to have to have a retina scan. Please put your eye at the barrel. Oh, no. Officer Tuckus puts the rifle at his eye. Elgar covers WD-40's eyes. I start playing a very ominous tone. And it holds there. Even the dentist in the corner kind of looks over at the man (laughs) who apparently has a a pistol pointing at his eye. And then Audrey says... You're really testing me. (laughs) (laughs) Squeeze that trigger. (laughs) And then Audrey says, bang, you're dead. You abandoning fuck. And then... Weirdly, the gun flies away from the man and into your hands. <laughs> and Audrey becomes the man. <laughs> That's honestly what I thought was like this whole country was just going to be run by a gun. And then it, it would all make sense somehow. That would be too fantastic. allegory is complete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Officer Tuckus just says, oh, that gun. Well, Ghoul, just en- enjoy it because there's probably not a better a better sniper out there, especially now that apparently it can be transformed into pistols. That's that's kind of new for me. Thanks, sir. So you said you had a job for us, maybe? <laughs> yeah. Now that this really weird exchange is done, uh, no offense, Audrey. None taken. All right. Uh, I I think we're all good now. We're good. Anyway, all six of you get five thousand UPPs just to spend on whatever it's you know it's that currency you can build stuff with or exchange anywhere in the universe uh that's just for literally saving my life so that's what you get five thousand is that the the currency or is that the like that's the other thing the thing that you like make shit with it's like the material component okay yeah it's a upbs it's like universal polymer polymer bundles that you can shape into anything they can be constructed into weapons into magic items into hybrid items okay cool cool. it's like the it's a building material but everything can be built with the building material all it does is take time five thousand upbs okay correct you each have five thousand all right uh yeah just congratulations that's that's what you have Uh, as far as my job offer um, do you all want to hear it? I mean, we're here. Hot Dog Joe, Hot Dog Joe says, well, I, I mean, I've got a lot of hot dogs to sell, but, uh. <laughs> yeah, he's, his plate is full, so. Yeah. And Sharon S. and Baten just look at each other and nod like, all right. The man says, well, the elections are coming up and the, the populace of Panquake won't like me very much after today's tragedy. And the fact that I'm the new man, which usually happens. Uh, even Granny Sunshine refused to give warnings, and then she shows up and helps you guys, so I don't know what that's about. Uh, all of you showed extreme... We're likable to old ladies. Yeah, probably. All of you showed extreme talent and prowess considering the event. Uh, my offer is this. In addition to your daily lives, become my campaign managers and persuade the people of Panquake that I'm the best choice for this moon and our 
place in this decubitous galaxy, and in return for your service, you'll each be rewarded your own gold star. Star that lets you kind of bribe me to do something, or you can turn it in for some sweet whatever, but we just gotta figure that out together whenever you feel like turning a star in. Sure. Um... I'm confused. Ghoul raised his hand and asked this to the man. Uh, so you have elections, but I thought you were like the supreme ruler if you're the man. So is oh, it- yeah. So the elections are the Panquake Independent Party sieges the uppercase city, and they usually build up a decent sized army about now. Uh, so and then- the election is a battle. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's more of a siege, but yeah, I mean, they're trying to kill us with bullets and tanks, and we're trying to survive. Oh, so uh, so far, we keep it's it's more of an election of how the governments run, or rather, what type of government. Okay, so I see what you're saying. Yeah. so what does being but, your uh, campaign manager entail exactly? Just get people. Listen, if people are happy with me, they won't go join the Panquake Independent Party and add to their numbers. If people think I'm good, they'll stay here and fight. I see now. So make you look good, like any campaign manager would. Just go out there, do whatever you're doing, but spread the word. The man is good. I, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Do I... I don't know how to phrase this. Does he seem like a joyous type? Does he have a maniacal glint to his eye? That I can tell. Roll a perception check. Or sense motive. Oh, sense motive. I could do that. Uh, Not as good, though. Ten. Actually, eight, because I'm really bad at recognizing. (laughs) (laughs) So, you actually think there's absolutely nothing wrong with him? That he's just a regular guy that got in a big power all of a sudden, knew how to play the game, and did it well. And that he's just now on his first... 30 minutes of being the man learning how to use his power. Oh, all right. Then I just have one question for you. Are you going to eat that sandwich? Uh, I was thinking about it, but if you really want it, you can climb over this massive amount of treasure and armor and weapons to, to get it, or... No. First order of business is to get a picture of you eating that sandwich. You want a picture of me eating the sandwich? People love it when other people eat sandwiches. You know what? You are now my top campaign manager because I absolutely believe you. (laughs) Uh, He gets a sandwich. He picks it up and he poses. I don't have a camera though, so. Yeah, but aren't you an android? You're like a walking camera. Oh, that's kind of a personal question, but fair point. Um, I mean, I don't know how that works, but it just makes sense to me. Actually, can I just make a camera really quick after these UPBs? I'll just sit in a corner and like put one together. Yeah, you can. You can make a very basic camera with this. Sweet. And cameras cost like sixty, so it'll cost sixty UPBs. So Gusty's in the corner making a camera. Elgar, with your perception check, you see with your monocle that there's no microscopic kind of corruption on this individual. There's no subtle joy anywhere on him. No subtle joy. There's no bad joy on him. This is a 
really weird semantic line we have to tread on on whatever the villain is here. Yeah, yeah. I know. Hold on. I kind of lean down to WD-40. I say, what do you think, boy? <laughs> and WD-40 says, <laughs> and just breathes pants in, into your ear. I was trying to do it, but it was not picking up. So it was just breathing into my mic, and that's all it was. <laughs> ah, I see. I see. And then, and then WD-40 says, Hmm, interesting. You don't say. And then WD-40 licks your face. Oh, I know, I know. It's adorable. Hot Dog Joe says, Well, if uh, that's all we gotta do, I think I'm gonna be the first one to spread the word, because I don't know about you, but I've been selling just a crazy amount of hot dogs. Also, let's get, let's have a picture of him eating one of his, his hot dogs. Oh. Yeah. Is a hot dog we'll, hot dogs the same as a sandwich? Like we'll do we can a have whole that debate. Food <laughs> shoot. It'll it'll be like a talk show opening thing. <laughs> so then, uh, hot dog Joe runs and gets the man a hot dog. Uh, before he goes onto the hot dog cart, he says, "Yeah, it's just it's just two credits." And the man says. Well, I don't have two credits on me. Oh, sorry, then I can't sell you a hot dog. I'll pay for I'll pay for his hot dog. Damn it! Sold. <laughs> and then Hot Dog Joe runs over and he gives the man the hot dog. He's like, you know, the man's quite appealing. You want to get to know him? Why don't you just vote for the man during the elections? And the man goes, huh, Oh, yeah, Hot Dog Joe, you're all right. And Hot Dog says, Hot Dog Joe bows. He says, No, the man, you're all right. Well, that's that's the kind of endorsement that we need. That, that one was <laughs> enough for me. <laughs> Elgar would like to ask the man a question. He says, hey, the man, what would you say to, to WD-40 hanging out with us? I, I feel like he could be a good emissary for you out there uh, in the, the world of Panquake. Dogs and sandwiches are very in. <laughs> this is the okay. basis of our entire campaign. <laughs> uh, Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've really noticed, because, you know, I'm kind of new and I don't know what the pan did, the other man did, but I don't control WD-40. He um just does whatever he wants. And then WD-40 barks at that. I'm pretty fond of this little guy. This butt-ugly dog, he's got some character. Please do enjoy WD-40 as a companion, because sadly I'm too busy to have a dog. He might enjoy the actual, you know, the, the company, you know? I feel like he's going to help you out. I got a good feeling about this dog. If there's one thing people love more than hot dogs and sandwiches, it's a dog with hot dog and sandwiches. <laughs> and Hot Dog Joe has to run over to his hot dog stand because WD-40 has gone over to the stand and is trying to get into, like, the, the vegetable and hot dog compartment. He's like, oh, no, sorry, WD-40, you can't go in there. I mean, unless you've got two credits. WD-40, what are you doing? <laughs> I was waiting for the dog to produce two credits, but... <laughs> I'll um, pay for the dogs. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, and the man there. tells you, um, I mean, all right, yeah, in addition to the, the stuff, I mean, anything you see here, any points at the massive amount of treasure and weapons, I mean, you can have. Um, Botten immediately goes, I would like the explosives, please. So Botten gets the explosives. Sharon S. says, well, I'd, I'd like that, that minigun. That'd be pretty nice. Nice. <laughs> Southern accent. <laughs> Hot Dog Joe just says, well, I've 
already got all the weapons I need. Uh, what do you guys want? Available, there is there is uh, level 4 armor. It's called a Defrex hide. And it is plus 5 EAC and plus 5 KAC. Whoa. With a max dex bonus of plus 4. Whoa. What? It's a, it will turn any one of you guys into a hardy, hardy thing. That kind of sounds hardy, like a, an Elgar thing, but what what grade of armor was that? It is light armor. Oh, okay. Oh. And it has one upgrade slot. Whoa, okay. It is also very Vesk looking. Uh, are there, yeah. are, is there something that's like... Yeah, that's this person's, or is it? Is it more? No, it's uh just kind of. It happens to be this. That's what this is available. Nothing's really tailored to any of you. It's just okay. really good thing. But there's only one of it. Gotcha. Is there anything else there? Yes, there is speed suspension Mark One. Um, when implanted, you get ten more feet added to your land speed. Uh, it is an augmentation, and then there's a dragon gland worm, which adds a cone attack. To your uh, the augmentation goes into your throat. You can shoot a cone of fire, cold, electric, or acid um, that does 3d6 damage just in a 15-foot cone. And the DC to reflex for half damage is 10 plus half your level plus your constitution modifier. That's pretty metal. Yeah. And you can have these installed at the HO Spice Hospital. Not that it's an option, but Elgar would like to do a perception check on those colored orbs. Not so great. That's an antiquated they, term, Algar. Those uh, <laughs> those orbs to the right of the man's desk are simply orbs with your perception check of six. Those are some pretty cool orbs. <laughs> I like the way they glow different colors. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, while you guys are figuring that out, um, Hot Dog Joe, Sharon S., and Botent kind of take off to go do their own thing with their new equipment and their new money. You see Hot Dog Joe walk over to his hot dog stand, and then you see the hot dog stand and Hot Dog Joe literally teleport into the shadows and away. I knew it. (laughs) I'll go for armor. If that'll help me be more of a tank rushing into shit. Yes, it will. Um, But you will have to choose between your shoulder laser or your jump jets the the descent thrusters uh and who knows what i'm gonna have you guys do next i mean those jump jets have been pretty handy yeah especially since i've fallen off a lot of things it's kind of a neat feature yeah okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna keep the jump jets the descent thrusters is that it yes descent thrusters and now uh gusty what do you want uh speed or a breath attack i don't have a preference it kind of feels like the speed would be particularly useful to ghoul but you know i don't want to speak for him the, the the breath attack seems sweet to me i'm kind of into that all right okay, I'll, t- I'll take the speed perfect what is it called it was a it a is called worm. dragon gland worm and i'll add it to your abilities oh, okay i'm writing my that. notes down yeah it'll just be in there and the speed suspension is just gonna make you able to run Ghoul, 40 feet. All right, that's fine. Yeah, so you're going to be all over, especially considering what you want to do. That's going to be pretty sweet. Gusty, what kind of damage? Because you want, upon implantation, it can be set, but it's permanent. Fire, cold, electric, or acid? Uh, let's see. Fire, cold, electric, acid. Um, 
I I like the fire. It just seems dramatic. So you can play guitar and then breathe fire? Yes, that is exactly what I've been thinking about for the last five minutes. <laughs> hold on, hold on, Gusty. Like, what about, because I've got some pretty heavy fire stuff going on. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Let's make it cold, actually. Mm. Ooh, fire yeah. and ice. Are there effects like if you got like do any of the things combo together? Like uh, you can, depending on what it is exactly. Um, I, so yeah, if there's gas, if you guys see a gas tank and yeah, okay. you put a leak in it, and he breathes fire, it's probably going to explode. Okay. Well, I mean, whereas if there's cold and he breathes on liquid, it might freeze. I guess. I mean, I guess none of my shit's like, I don't shoot fire. I just explode <laughs> on things. Yes. Oh, so. right. Oh, that's the fire thing that you're- Yeah. So do whatever- Well, I was also- Do whatever your passion. Thinking, I was thinking that as, as often as things explode in this world, it might actually be kind of nice to just spew cold out of my mouth. I feel like there might be fires we need to put out down the road. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I'll go with cold. All of a sudden, Dentist Jay Giroux appears in explosion of pixels, and he leans down to the man, takes a second to take in the new man, because Dentist Jay Giroux hasn't been around since you guys first started exploring the city. And he says, Hey, Jay Giroux, how are you doing? Sir, hello, Gusty Adams. I'm happy to see you here in the square office. You're looking great. But if you'll excuse me, I must talk to the man. And I still appreciate your selection of bread was extremely delicious. (laughs) That's where he's from. I'm sorry I did not understand you. Oh, nothing. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Excellent. I am going to get to talk to the man now, for it is the matter I have been sent in. It is quite important. Will you please, tiny android, excuse me? Well, it was great talking to you. Say hello to, uh, well, <laughs> just, just whoever you want, I guess. Agreed. I am going to terminate our conversation now. And he turns to the man, he says, Sir, Gusty Adams wishes you the best. Now, I have information... Give him the thumbs up. Now, I have information regarding the Grand Inquisition about the sudden increase in cavities and about the three strangers... And he looks to you three, and then he looks back to the man. Those individuals standing right there are in fact the strangers I have just referenced. Sir, what has happened? You are quite different. And the man says, well, my dear dentist Jay Giroux, uh, I shot the man. I am the man. The talent show exploded. Now I have some campaign managers, and that brings you up to speed. And dentist Jay Giroux says, that is quite excellent, and I appreciate you being so forthright with your information. The Grand Inquisition is on their way. That is the main message and he simply steps back and he teleports away and the man looks at you guys and says all right so is he always like that i guess as far as we know (laughs) did he say the grand inquisition he did say the grand inquisition i have some research to do guys um oh so you don't know either that's good (laughs) yeah i killed the man and now listen this is a, a a cacistocracy like 
I'm not really qualified, but that means I am qualified, so that means I get to be the man, and shooting the man is one of the easiest ways to get to be the man. Didn't you guys listen to the news? Yeah, we were sort of tired at the time, though. Yeah, it's been a long day. And drinking. And the man just says, like, yeah, that's fair. And he looks over to the other dentist with the giant rocket launcher. He's like, and that guy hasn't said anything since I walked in. So, I mean, whatever. Like, they're robots to me, except for Jay Giroux. So. I thought he was a statue. The dentist, like, pivots and looks at you. You feel like you're being scanned. Well, I meant no offense. All right, guys. Well, you're free to go. You've got your treasure and your money. And, yeah, you know, you're my campaign managers now. But I wish you the best. Uh, actually, why don't you on... On the house, go and stay in uh, one of the apartments we've got on um, level two. It's over by the hospital, so that should be pretty nice. Um, but yeah, yeah on I the house, you can that. stay there for free. Tonight, obviously. Hmm. That sounds sure. good. I want to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. And with that, <laughs> Let's go, guys. Uh, you guys finally end the day. <gasps> and <sighs> there is no more worry of being attacked. You guys walk into your apartment. You know what? I'll allow um, you guys just get your implants done. It's kind of major surgery, but they do it in two hours. <laughs> Gusty and ghoul. <laughs> Real crack team. <laughs> uh, the nurses escort you out. Elgar, what do you do for the two hours that Gusty and uh, Ghoul are having surgery? I I go get ice cream with WD-40 <laughs> and we go for a walk in the park. WD-40 wags his little tail in, in time to each of your steps. And you guys are just having like a great evening after the most chaotic day of your lives. And then we, we kind of like lick the ice cream cone together and laugh and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it like midnight it is midnight <laughs> actually it's about 1am by the time you guys are done with your surgery uh, you party animals and then by the time they get back I'm like passed yeah. out on, on my bed Just with ice cream dripping down, ice cream down your chest. <laughs> which actually there's only two beds so Elgar has probably fashioned both beds into one bed because he's so big. I sleep standing up, so... I sleep in the bathtub because I'm a frog. <laughs> you draw a nice bath. You guys are visited by the medics um, before all that happened, and you get healed up, so now you're at full health. Compliments of the man. And now you are able to choose where to go next. The next morning arrives... You guys feel like you have the worst hangover ever. What's your game plan? Oh, man. I, I feel <laughs> terrible. <laughs> okay. I feel like that day lasted a year. <laughs> what? What happened, guys? I feel like you got to find a snoot scoot. Just glad I woke up and you're all still here. I know. <laughs> oh, right. We got to go find an animal. Yeah, we got to find an animal and then, like, make him look good. I mean, we can do that along the way. Take some Instagram photos, do some Twitter tweets. <laughs> I mean, I didn't mean to say that last one, but, you know, whatever the equivalent here on Panquish is. <laughs> Complete that out. Let's just forget forget <laughs> that social media platform. That one's no good. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Uh, everyone's trash on that one anyway. That one went out of vote. So what do you guys choose to do? Grumblebum still needs help. Uh, you got to find the bad joy. There, the snoot scoot is you've got, I think, 30 hours by now, I think. Yeah, I think that should probably be our priority. All right, where do yeah. I find snoot scoots? I do like a little brief, like... Is it like fox hunting? Do we have to like ride horses and flush them out with hounds or what? What do we know about these? Hang on, everyone's talking at once. I can't understand you. Grumble, 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 grumble. (laughs) Oh yeah, who was he? I don't remember that at all. Uh, Grumble bum was the the one that Elgar saved by believing in her because she is oh, the goddess yeah. of a fading smile after insulting someone and feeling guilty about it afterwards. Right, yeah. That was a potent scene from way back. All right, I roll a life science on my knowledge of oh, shit. where's the best way... So you roll a natural 20. To find me a snoot scoot. You rolled a natural 20 on your life science. You just get the answer now. Uh, so instead of doing any research... Goal, you remember that the best snoot scoots were brought in on repair or uh, ships that needed repair. And so that if you go to the, uh, not the hangar, but the actual like landing bay for all the ships, then there's odds are there's going to be a snoot scoot you can either buy or save or something. Yeah, okay, let's, so, yeah. uh, let's go there, and I say we look at buying a ship, guys. Yeah. I like the sound of that. that. Yeah, that sounds agreeable. So let's go buy a snoot. What do you think, WD-40? <laughs> <laughs> and then it's decided. Let's let's go get that snoot scoot. I'm half expecting, like, mimes to pop out and start attacking. <laughs> uh, anyway, you make your way over to the hangar to cross the entire city, so it takes you a long time. Right. Um, you walk all the way up, and on your way there, uh, you enter through the main entrance, which is goes straight up, and you know it fans out and becomes like kind of like this giant pillar upon giant pillar of just uh, construction where big ships kind of fly in, and there's enough room uh, for the like maintenance work and things to be done and like mechs moving stuff so it's very spacious and you know all the ships are on the outside kind of in a half circle and in order to get to there you have to go through the kind of the guts of the landing bay to get to the actual bays um so when you first walk up that's kind of what you see one thing you notice was there's kind of a high-pitched sort of snickering and, and laughing. You see some smoke. I'd like to to scan the smoke with my robotic monocle from a distance. There's nothing particularly special about the smoke, but you know it belongs to uh, a transport vehicle for the, uh, the hangar bay, the docking bay. This smoke is coming off of the ship itself? No, it, it belongs to a transport truck, like a, a delivery truck. Oh, okay. So you know... That's usually not normal smoke. That kind of smoke does not really belong here. Mm. What say you guys? Should we go check that out? It looks a little bit suspicious. I I feel another long day coming on, but (laughs) I think we have to go and see what this is. You could turn around if you want. What if, uh, is there like a, 
of rock sitting around, or a stray piece of metal, or a bolt. Oh, real quick, retroactively, you guys did film the man eat a hot dog and a sandwich, right? Uh, oh, I mean, I was building the camera for it. Well, yeah, but it only took a, a, a little Whenever. bit of time. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, I, I would have done that right after. If I the rules say otherwise, I don't it. care. I want that to exist. Yeah, that happened. Oh, I still, uh, I still have my camera and I have my empty latte cup. I'm going to throw the empty cup at the smoke and see what happens. So you throw the empty cup at the smoke and you hear someone say, Ow! What the hell was that? Oh, it was a paper no. cup. Don't overreact. And three goblins run over to you. Oh, <laughs> okay. And they well, go, no. who the hell are you? We're trying to rob this place. Hello, I'm Gusty Adams, and I'm here to stop you. And you see <laughs> you see these goblins running from this burning truck. Then on this truck is a massive weapon, and it looks like they're trying to tinker with it to make it operational. But they're goblins. That's where we are going to end the session. <laughs> <laughs>